Hey, thanks for stopping in to We Called It. We have a fantastic show for you today. We're going to be covering deeply the Chargers versus the Raiders, uh, the Eagles versus Dallas. We're going to have a bit of a debate on that one. Um, as a reminder, I'm Philip Call, actuary and uh, contributor at the Action Network, uh, joined as always with Connor Lucas, former college receiver at Otterbein. How are you doing, Connor? Good, and my puppy wants to say hello as well. Seen her in the, the background. Sky. Is it a boy or a girl? A girl. We've seen her in the background a couple times. I'm glad she got she finally introduced herself. FaceTime. There it is. <laughs> All right, and uh, our new member couldn't make it last week because he was catching up on some COVID work, but he's here again, Dr. Kenneth Call. How you doing, Ken? Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm not going to lie. Every Dr. time I introduce you, I just want to say Dr. Faggot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you really shouldn't. <laughs> probably gonna want to cut that one later, but yeah, cut, cut that for the one listener. I'm sorry. Oh, and we'll get demonetized for it because we make so yeah. much money from this right now. Change it to Doctor Notfag, and we'll be okay. <laughs> like ah, uh, I, I I feel like people should just get that reference, and if they don't, I'm very very sorry. Uh. <laughs> you you should catch up on your comedy movies from this decade. <laughs> Is that this decade? It might be 2010. Oh, God. oh man. It's probably 2010. All right. Uh, while I look that up, because that's very important to... Hangover, you know, everyone. It's the hangover, if you're wondering. Yeah. While I look up the date it was released, uh, why don't you guys start with uh, the Eagles versus Dallas? Looks like Ken is just wants to disagree with me and Connor on this one, so we'll let Connor start. Why do you like uh, the Eagles? Because <laughs> I like... Philly's backups more than I like Dallas's back. Both of these teams are already in the playoffs. Uh, I actually like Philly's backup quarterback. Obviously, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the mustache Minshew. Minshew mania. I like Minshew. Dude, I'm telling you, this dude, you guys have yet to mention him to be a Browns. Like, to be a Brown. So Wait for the offseason. I'm shocked that both of you have not been like, "Hey, you should go out and get, go out and get Gardner Minshew. He will win us more games than Baker Mayfield." I have not said that yet. You have not been in enough group chats with me because I have said that. I am all in on Minshew mania. He is just a better version of Baker Mayfield. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, actually know if that's true but you know he's a winner he won he won games in jacksonville which is better than any quarterback there the last few years um but i gotta disagree with you um mainly because i want to disagree with you too i i more i'm just not a fan of philly i'm not a fan uh the only th person I, I like how they're running their offense now with jalen hurts but i don't think that that's going to translate to their backups and i think that dallas has just more talent on it that's it. He did win. He is 1-0 this year. He is 1-0 this year in his start. And he looked very good against, was he it did. Jacksonville? Who did they play? I can't remember. Yeah, I think you're right. Let me look it up. Yeah. No, and it don't was, get me wrong. a lot to him. Because <laughs> he had a tearful moment with his dad. After. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. He looked lights out. But I think that Dallas's backups are better than Jacksonville. Uh, they're the Jets, but so... You know, oh, it was the Jets. A little bit better. Even more correct. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just – here's the other thing, too. Are, wait, are we sure I their just, starters aren't playing? 
Like, like how much so, is seed affected? So here's, so I think that I was just looking this up. The, so, the, the PFF preview game said they're, st- uh, said, um, they, they Philly might. can't do anything. Philly can't do oh. anything. Uh, Dallas has to have, Dallas has to win and have losses to get all the way back or something. No, okay. Actually, that's why I like Dallas in this because they switched the games to Saturday so that yeah. they didn't know anything else. So they have incentive to play. And uh, Dallas has a little more incentive to play. Also, I think Dallas wants to look better than they did against Arizona going into the playoffs. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I think that, that means a lot more to Dak. Dak, Dak too. What? This was two and a half. I would take Dallas. This is five and a half. Another yeah. reason why I'm I also think that the Eagles looked have looked really not fantastic. Uh, especially last last week, they were one not horrible throw away from losing to Washington. And um, I, I don't know. I just think Dallas want, uh, wants to go into the playoffs hot. So I got that. You haven't been on this for that long. Mm-hmm. Phil knows. Taylor Heindog, okay? Heindog. Maybe you should get him for the Browns, too. I'm not sure. All right, Connor, Connor, we'll do that, like, in the playoffs or postseason. I'm sure there's 31, at least, other quarterbacks Browns fans would rather have right now. (laughs) Now, speaking of it, I mean, you're close. You have the wrong team. It's Ryan Fitz Magic needs to come here. Did you guys just need a bridge? You need a bridge until you get to the 23 draft. That's all you need. You need a one-year rental. Wait, wait, um... How long until you think, like, Patrick Mahomes' kid is ready to go? I know he was born last year, but I don't know if you saw WandaVision, where they just, like, grew the kids in two episodes. Like, you give me two weeks, and I think he's that kid's ready to start for the Browns. So I'm going to make a running list of the quarterbacks that we say should start for the Browns next year. So far, i got Minshew and Heineke, Heineke. and Fitzpatrick. All right. Don't worry. We got more coming. Okay, by the way. <laughs> The Eagles do have something to play for. They're nine and seven, and the 49ers are nine and seven. But the Niners play the Rams, who also have something to play for. Okay, so with that game though, it the Eagles it just doesn't matter because the Niners either win or it's, yeah. it's between the Niners and Saints, and either way, they're gonna be ahead of because of tiebreakers. That winner of those or the one that goes out of those two will be ahead of the, the Eagles. Eagles. Will have more wins if the Niners lose. The Eagles are—they're both nine and seven. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I know what you mean. The Got Niners you. Will be if they lose, right, and, that, and that's that game. makes more sense. I'm going with the, it's a rivalry game, and you got you got the charisma from Minshew. Like we we've been saying, he he's like Baker Mayfield, but he you know stretches in a jock strap in the locker room, so he's going to bring the heat. So. Yeah, okay. <laughs> five and just so many points, and I think Dallas isn't good. Like they can't play against real you, teams. They keep, just... they keep talking about this 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 slump. And this slump has just been dragging. <laughs> they had one good game over the last like six people, were, and it was back. oh, it was something. Oh, it was the one that they blew out, and they only played a half. It was, it, it was Washington. Yeah, I'm like okay, and then he went right back. He went from ditch to ditch, man. He went from ditch onto the road, then back in the ditch last mm-hmm. week. So. Yeah, I think something because I, I wrote on that Washington game, like going into it, the previous three game or the previous two games, they kicked like ten field goals and like failed a bunch of 
two uh like in the red zone their offense just stalls out and now they don't have michael gallup their jump ball receiver so Gary's not smart enough to sit zeke and pollard to rest them up he's too prideful (laughs) which is why the uh the cowboys are going to cover this one no 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 the problem is they're going to play their guys try to get going they're going to lose and it's just going to look even worse that's also a very real possibility. I also want to note that last week I asked Bill, Dak or Kyler, which one should I start? And he picked Kyler and uh, Dak outscored him. Yeah. So <laughs> Kyler had a good game still. Like Kyler still had a solid game. And Dak only did good because of garbage time. Anyways, let's go on. San Fran versus the Rams. All right, the line is Rams are favored by four and a half. Totals 44 and a half. Ken and I are taking the 49ers in this one. Ken, you go first. So th- this has a lot more with, uh, I know that they're both playing for seeding, but uh, 49ers are playing for a lot more. I mean, it's a, a win and end situation. Uh, I really, I, I know there's tons of mixed uh, feelings. I know people in San Fran do not like Kyle Shanahan. I think he does a lot with, with what he's got there. I, um, I mean, I think he really does a good job of optimizing his players. And, uh, I mean, Trey Lance has, has looked developmental, but he's got talent there. I mean, he, he's, got a, he's got a good arm. He's, he's, I mean, he's got everything you want in a good quarterback. I think he can do, just, like, just enough to win with it. Um, I really – I just like – I like Kittle. I like Ayuk. I like Debo. Um, but it really comes down to them for playing for more. And also Matt Stafford trying to lose games for the Rams recently. That's not recently. <laughs> Ken, kind of, if you were here, you, you, you would know. We, we constantly made fun of him. What is we he, 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 he had like he had three picks last week in a like a very important game. He, he tried very hard to lose. He currently leads the league in intercept in uh, interceptions or touchdowns or something like that. And not only that, does he also has turnovers that are in his red zone. So like it, oh, yeah. it it's not even a touchdown, but it sets up one. So I I know he three points. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Four and a half is a is a lot for San Fran, I think. Also, I'm pretty sure San Fran kicks the Rams' butt like across like the last three or four years. Every time they play, San Fran wins, even when they had a worse team. And also, uh, Kyle Shanahan in a game against like a good team, he always shows up and is way smarter than them. It's it's when he plays lesser teams, like last week against the Texans, where he just decides not to do anything for a half and scares. I, I think I had San Fran or something. Uh, Want to point out my theory once again: the defense, that offense, under. So wait, wait, wait! You're saying the Rams are winning? No, I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying I'm not picking anything in this game. I'm saying last week. Oh, oh the, the 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 Texans defense. Yeah, very yes. clearly covered the under by. 14 points, sir. 14 points. And I said Trey Lance would not be able to score that much, which he didn't, by the way. Oh, what about that touchdown to Debo that should have been picked, Debo laid out, and then tackled again? And Debo's just fantastic. Fantastic. That's awesome. (laughs) That means they were two touchdowns worth of more game that could have been played, and I still would have covered the under. (laughs) Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing, too. That first pick that Trey threw was ugly. Dude, he, However, yeah. I mean, it was a wheel route that this dude literally looked like he threw him right 
but he looked like he was playing receiver. But he'd come back pretty well, and he was pretty clean after that. He looked pretty athletic. All right, so real quick, this is, a, this is an aside. If you're Sam Fran and you make the playoffs, do you start Jimmy G or Trey Lance? Now, only arguments I have. Jimmy G is your high floor guy. But to win a Super Bowl, you're going to have to beat four teams that are better you four weeks in a row. Trey Lance gives you more upside. So I would take the high risk and go with uh, Trey Lance. They did it with Kaepernick. Didn't work out. They almost got there. But still, same idea. First, because I think we're going to have a very similar opinion. 100% Jimmy G, I'm well aware. (laughs) Probably, I'll probably take it a step further. But (laughs) Jimmy G, why? Because he gives you the best chance to win. Kyle Shanahan needs to win. And guess what? Your list out, Ken. (laughs) I was just about to do it. They need to maximize Jimmy G's value. Because if he wins a playoff game, hmm, Baker, who looks terrible and fights Kevin Stefanski. Oh, really? Because last time I checked, Baker won a playoff game last year. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) What have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? <laughs> Jimmy G maximize his trade value because guess what? Trey Lance is going to be the future, period. I want as much as I can get out of this dude as I can. So right off into the sunset, self a playoff win, be competitive in a playoff win, whatever. You're the only one that's worth anything on the free agent market. Have at it. Hey, Cleveland. All right, wait, real quick, before we continue, I'm going to say, I'm going to clip this and make it all, every time we say Baker Mayfield, and just, like, include, like, the half hour of our one-hour show that is us making fun of Baker. (laughs) We haven't really made fun of Baker that much yet, but I got to agree. Okay, Look at the list of QBs you said to get rid of him for already. (laughs) That's not making fun of him. It's implying. That's implying he sucks. We that's that's all we've done. But anyways, everybody at Jimmy G written down. I have a star next to Jimmy G. He he certainly Trey Lance way more potential two or three years down the road. I'm sorry it, if you play Trey Lance, you very well can lose twenty one to three in a playoff game. You will not. Well, you could do that with Jimmy G depending on the team, but definitely. Uh, but I have a better chance of winning with Jimmy G than Trey Lance right now. Not even close. That offense functions so much better with Jimmy G back there. Uh, that first half against the, uh, the Texans, awful. And trust me, they won't be playing the Texans in the playoffs. All right. So, so as I said, it was, it was, it's about winning four games, not one. Jimmy G's better for one. Trey Lance is better for four. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, you got to win the first one. Second of all, first of all, this is going to tie into Matt Stafford. Okay. I saw multiple analysts this week talk about how, mm, no, specifically one who I almost never seem to agree with, which is Dan Orlovsky. You, you shouldn't Orlovsky, agree with him. He's like Skip Bayless. Orlovsky is just out there for a, the hottest clickbait takes ever. He made a take today and was like, hey, I'm not worried at all about Matt Stafford in the fourth quarter. He's like, he's the highest rated fourth highest rated fourth quarter quarterback in the NFL. And Marcus Spears, like, lit him up. And I totally agree with Marcus Spears. He's like, the dude has, like, 11 picks over his last three games. You're telling me you're not worried at all. Dan doubled down and was like, I'm not. Fourth quarter. He's like, dude, in the NFL, 
you have to get to the fourth quarter in playoff game. If you get if you turn the ball over, guess what? You're not coming back from those. One turnover loses you a game. Which to piggyback off of, who is going to turn the who is more likely to turn the ball over San Francisco playoffs? Is it going to be Trey Lance or Jimmy G? Who's more likely? You're going to hate me. I say Jimmy G on that one. That's enough of that. For me, oh, stop. All right. No, no, no. And here's the reason why. Because you're more willing to trust Jimmy G and, like, the Titans game a few weeks ago. If you do, it can bite you in the butt. He had Jimmy G some... play with a broken thumb? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah, they what? trusted him regardless. If they had <laughs> Trey Lance, those, those interceptions, those are running plays. All right, we're done with okay. that for now. We'll we'll yell more when they make the playoffs. All right, next game, uh, we have S- Seattle versus Arizona. I am going to be taking Seattle plus seven. Connor has the under at forty eight and a half. Why are you taking the under? Uh, I, I just man, I think that Seattle's fluke of a last couple weeks. I think they put up. Let me look up there. They put up a decent amount last week. Uh. And, oh, yeah, wasn't it against the, the Lions? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was against the Lions. They put a 51 last week. Okay, take that out. I think that they they played the Bears, they played the Rams, and they played the Texans. Like, I, I just don't think – you look at the games that they played with good defenses, they scored 10 against the Rams. Uh, if you take away – even they put up only 33. I mean, they put up 33 on the Texans, but I think they're going to be playing a better team this week. I think they have been super hot, cold. I don't know what to do with Russell Wilson. I'm more betting, leaning he's halfway out, and I think that he doesn't do very well. Just my opinion. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally not buying into anything that these guys are doing. I, I just think it's – I just – I think that I can't pick Seattle. I just think that Arizona's defense is really good, starting to find it because I – you watch Isaiah Simmons, any film. I saw some clips this week of Isaiah Simmons. That dude is a freak. He had, he had a, a highlight play last week. I can't remember if he forced a fumble or it was yeah, like so a, a tackle on fourth down. Play. Watch that specific play. And if you watch it, literally it takes an A-gap blitz, runs through either Pollard or Zeke, flushes Dak out of the pocket, and gets five yards. Catches him from behind, jumps over a guy, and just punches out the ball. And that was all within, you know, obviously, you know, the two seconds or whatever it takes to get there. But I was just like, man, this dude's good. Now, don't have very good corners. The only way that you could say, oh, this gets out of hand. But I think that they are going to actually just severely limit battle here. Sure, they kind of had a get-right game. But even then, their get-right game was 25 points last week. So that's Arizona. Arizona's get-right game. 25 points last week. You said 25 for them and 17. Still hitting the audience. All right. So the reason I, I like Seattle plus seven is because how bad Arizona's offense has been. Um, just not a lot of upside there. But I was looking at Seattle's passing yards. They Their most, even with Russell Wilson back, was 260 that is still under what they had against the rams the game he got hurt so since week six they haven't broken what they did in the first like five weeks in any of them so and they're a pass first team and rashad penny's been carrying them so i just you're right i don't believe in their offense that much 
but I'm really low on what the Cardinals can do. They have not been impressive. I think they should have beat the Colts, but that's because they missed field goals. And even then, that game, they should have only put up 23 points. Um, yeah, so we're saying the same thing. You're just taking the under. Uh, I'm, I'm taking, taking seven four. points instead of the under. Maybe I'll switch to the under. I haven't written yeah, the article yet, so I'm allowed to flip-flop. <laughs> I would agree. Just And mainly what Phil said, though, uh, Arizona's offense looks awful. And really, at this point, they're best as a run-first team. And they, they, Kyler isn't running it. I mean, maybe he brings that back in the playoffs. But, man, they just looked awful. You know, they didn't even use DeAndre Hopkins, but as soon as he left, man, it just made it worse. When you lose a number one receiver like that, you know, then you have A.J. Green who can be single covered nowadays. And it's, the, it's, that, uh, it's the reverse Jalen Ramsey theory, right, where if you have Jalen Ramsey, you can, your number two corner no longer has to cover number ones. So your whole defense is a million times better. You lose your number one receiver, then number two corners can match up with your number one. All right, let's yeah. go on to the next one. Monday night fo- or Sunday night football, or is it Monday night? I can't. Yeah, There's no Monday night in the last week. All right, so like I said, Monday night football: Chargers versus Raiders. We have the Raiders favorite or underdogs by three at home. Totals forty nine and a half. Uh, it looks like Ken and I have the Chargers minus three. Connor has the under. Um, funny story on this one. Um, when I was betting it through the Action Network app, it was at two and a half. And uh, when I processed it, I hit the wrong spread and it went to three. So that's the only reason I took three. I wanted two and a half instead. But anyways, we'll start with Connor and the under. Yeah, uh, this is totally all. Well, this is two things. Number one, it doesn't really matter on why I'm not taking either side on spread. Uh I feel like I've hit and missed the ch- the Chargers, and I don't know whether to pick them or not pick them, mostly because I had them winning one game. I can't remember which one it was, but I also remember them getting smacked. Uh, I was just like, I think it was by the Bengals. Might have been the Bengals. They beat the Bengals? They, I can't they, remember. They crushed the Bengals. That was, they blew them out, oh, that was the came win. back. That was the win. Yeah, that was the win that I had with the Chargers. I was like, yeah, go Chargers. I'm going to bet them the rest of the week. And, and they screwed me up like the following week. I don't know why to bet, to, to bet them for the spread. However, Eric Carr somehow finds ways to keep these things close. And I think the way that you keep them off the field, running the ball. Josh Jacobs is a downfield runner. You know, he's like the, like, He's like, I wouldn't say Rudy on steroids, but man, he is like really good <laughs> with like just average talent because he's, he's like a four six forty guy. He was a three-star coming out of Alabama or come, going to Alabama. He worked himself into starting role there, was a dog, but I mean, he's right around a thousand yards of scrimmage every year, super consistent, but Catches a couple out of the backfield, but he can give you three or four yards a pop. Eric Carr seems to do just enough. Aaron Waller may be coming back this week. It just feels like a close game where they're going to try and keep the Chargers off. All right, Ken, you want to go? Um, so, you know, I may have messed this one up because this is my first or be the first ever 0-0 tie. Uh, <laughs> Connor, do you know Jackson, about that? Oh, listen, there is no way that that actually happens. Do they? Are they actually thinking about that? First of all, the 
Jags are not going to beat the Colts, okay? Get <laughs> that out of your heads right now. Well, but if that did happen, do you think the NFL would put them as the Sunday night football game? They'd immediately just be like, game's canceled. You guys both get Yeah, if it wasn't the Sunday night game already, they would have moved it to Saturday so they can't. I don't know why they didn't, but um, I think it'd be hilarious. There's no way it's ever going to happen. Um, I was uh, actually really debating taking Indy with that 15-point spread over um, Jacksonville. But at the same time, it's like, yeah. Yeah, but no, um, it, it's pretty simple. I think that you know it's week one of the playoffs for these teams, and uh, Herbert's not going to lose. I'm a big believer in Herbert. I think he's, uh, I, you know, for as much as people are talking about Joe Burrow, I think, uh, I mean, him and him or him and Burrow are like two coming out of that draft that you're going to look back and be like, man, these, these two are studs. They're going to be studs for a while. They're going to be the Josh Allen and Baker of uh, the 2018 draft. That's for sure. Also, I want to give you a quick note here. If it was the Browns, they would have traded back from the first and somehow gotten a ton of picks that wouldn't have worked out. But Cincinnati stayed true and said, no, we are not taking calls for Joe Burrow on him. We're keeping him. I just wanted to throw that in there. Also, because I'm more of a Bengals fan. Uh, can we can we put Burrow on this list of potential next year Browns quarterbacks? <laughs> no, because they will not be trading him for the next fifteen. No, nope. I was gonna say Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are pretty much already have statues built by uh, Paul Brown Stadium. Correct. All right. Uh, so I like the Chargers, and it it's a lot of bias because I personally just really love the Chargers, like all their players. Darren James, when he came out of college, I loved him. Wanted. The Browns are somewhat like the team I liked more to get them, but he came out instant all pro, I think. Um, and I think I, I want the Chargers in the playoffs, mostly because if, they, if they're there, like, I think it's just a better game between them and whoever they match up with. I don't know exactly how the seeds would work. Um, if they, they won't have Cincinnati, that's all I know, because Cincinnati is going to get New England, I think. Um, but I don't know. I just. I just want the Chargers in the playoffs. I think they're, they're going to be a sneaky dark horse team. They have so much talent. And for whatever will, reason, Mike Williams has been started off the season as a complete stud receiver who apparently defenses forgot to cover and has completely gone invisible. I think if they can figure out a way to get him, in, him involved once again, their offense will jump back up to like elite, elite or top of the line. But... Even without them, I think the Raiders are in a bad spot. They, they're they a feisty team, and that's why I liked them against the Colts last week because Carson Wentz is the quarterback you're going against. And as long as, you know, you're tough and gritty, you can sneak out. Uh, I think it was a seven-point spread. But against the Chargers, who have a real quarterback and real talent, I don't think um, Derek Carr's grittiness can get him to pull out, even, like, keeping it close. Um, I honestly thought when you had the under Connor, you were going to say good offense or uh, was it bad offense, good defense here with the Raiders having a bad offense because they still haven't looked good. They haven't put up over 20 points in any of the last few weeks. And Okay, but Chargers uh, defense is kind of sucky. Yeah, yeah, but but they have, like I said, Derwin James. <laughs> they have one. They, they, have at least, they have at least two good, two good players, so... <laughs> So I do got to say, though, since we just made fun of Derek Carr, well, not Derek Carr, but the Raiders, um, was it two weeks ago? They've been lights out and have 
I've beaten two uh, pretty decent opponents, and uh, we did not make fun of them completely. We just said we don't like betting them, as <laughs> we don't know which one we're going to get. Kind of the same way how I feel about the Chargers, but I like the Chargers. I don't really like the Raiders. Okay. <laughs> and I can say, I don't think anybody likes the Raiders, but, you know. All right, real quick, right. let's cover the teams they beat. Denver and Indianapolis. Um, fun fact, do you want, where is it? Two teams contending for playoffs at the time. Oh, contending for playoffs. They have, like, they had, like, the two worst strength of victories, a.k.a. they only beat bad teams. It's like freaking fantasy football out here, man. Your schedule's all that matters. You get to play in the uh, NFC South, and you get, you know, garbage. Wins and losses matter. Wins and losses, sir. All right. Beating gets you into the playoffs. All right. My point is... (laughs) I, the Colts are a respectable team. Actually, I, I don't even know where I was going with that. What, what were we talking about before I went on that monologue? <laughs> Raiders strength of victory. Oh, no, the Raiders have a phenomenal strength of victory, dude. They pull off upsets left and right. The, but the Col- Oh, no, Ken was saying the Colts and the Broncos are good wins. And I think those are teams that can beat good teams, but I don't think they are teams that, like you say, we beat. Because they don't have enough talent, they're well coached. They're like uh, they're, they're like the kid that hustles at uh pickup games. No one's ever gonna say he's really good, but you always want him on your team. For Which one is that? Uh, that's the, that's the Colts and the Broncos. You know, you're always like that, that guy's not like really that. good, but look at him go. They, they get offensive rebounds. They hit their threes. But if I tried, I'd stop them. Broncos defense is good. And then the fighting Jonathan Taylors are good. So, uh, yes. Who, yeah, how are their quarterbacks? I didn't say anything about either of those guys. All right, are you I ready? I want to talk about their defense. We, we, we got our list of Baker replacements, two that I'm not taking. Carson Wentz and uh, Teddy Bridgewater slash Drew Locke. They can stay on their teams. I don't think Wentz is going to be available. Like, he, there's no way we're getting him. I mean... Co- correct. I, I, I'm just saying, if we got a list of random quarterbacks we're taking, you can include him on my list of quarterbacks I'd never touch. I'm saying neither of those names are making our list. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go on to our next game. Uh, one moment. So, you guys got interest in this Bears versus Minnesota game. Is, is Sean Mannion still a quarterback? No, I think, I think Cousins is going to be back. All right, well, you, Connor, you still have Bears plus five and a half and the over at 44 and a half. Oh, yeah, I'm going against all the analytics here. Two reasons. One, Cousins is back. Before you continue, Justin Fields has COVID. I don't make him a point for me. <laughs> so, so, I think this is going to be Minnesota's version of what they want, that they should do in San Francisco, which is, hey, we need Kirk Cousins to do well so we can dangle his ginormous-ass contract that we gave to him guaranteed out there for somebody like, oh, I don't know, maybe the Browns to bite on. That's He's on the list. I was going to say that that's a guy I'm taking, but I'm like kind of shaking my – like that. that's one you're not hey, happy with. Bridge, 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 bridge. That's all you need. $45 million and, for a bridge is more than New York paid for a bridge to Brooklyn. Maybe. Yeah, but you got to think, though. <laughs> Minnesota is footing most of that bill. Minnesota is going to be – it has to be in the contract language that Minnesota is footing most of that. Yeah, the Browns will not have that big of a salary cap. 
Okay, so, so real quick, uh, Kirk Cousins, this or we'll say this year and last year, just pure stat-wise, he has 3,900 yards, 30 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, QB rating of 101.3. So I am the last person to go solely based on stats. I've seen Kirk Cousins play, and it, it hurts me inside sometimes. But uh, so you going as much as I don't like Adam Thielen, him and Justin Jefferson, I mean, you're going from those two and Dalvin Cook who doesn't matter, going to be a downgrade. But those stats, those are really good. I don't know. Uh, I, how do you even compare that to Baker? Look it. And, and here's the other reason why I'm taking the Bears plus 5.5. Andy Dalton, baby. The Red Rocket. He is going to be starting at quarterback. And I think this... I think this is going to be competitive. I do. I think that the Bears defense, what they played uh, in Minnesota, I think it was, what, like 17 to 10? They barely won. I mean, I'm, I think this is going to be more competitive. I think Zimmer's on his way out. Yeah, this may be a defensive struggle. Could be, but I'm actually betting it's the opposite. I think Andy Dalton's going to light him up because, again, he's another guy that's going to be trying to stay on and be Justin Fields' mentor and backup. Wants to prove he can still do it. I think Maggie, nah, who cares? Last hurrah for him. But I think that Cousins is actually kind of playing here a little bit to prove that he can still do it and has some value. Uh, so that's why I'm taking close game and over. Real quick, Connor, who's a better quarterback? The Red Rocket or, well, we'll just say Nick Foles. We won't use his nickname. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Nick Foles. I have never been a fan of Nick Foles, ever. Uh, he had a Joe Flacco-type streak. He had a Joe Flacco-type winning streak. Oh, yeah, he and, did. And, <laughs> and he got paid for it like three times. Oh, well, yeah, mean, he did. He did. He did. And You're I'm just selling my phone for me. I don't Baby know how. never did that. <laughs> That's what I mean. He got, but but I'm just saying, Andy Dalton won games for the Bengals. Okay, this is a little bit of this is a little bit of uh, well, actually, even even last week. Now I understand they played the Giants. Okay, but Andy Dalton looked good last week. So uh, no, Nick Foles. No, Foles, 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 no, 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 no. in the snow against a better team. Oh my god! Listen, listen. I also hate <laughs> Nick Foles. I also hate Nick Foles. But I'm I really, really like Andy Dalton. That's what's going to happen. In fact, either one. You know what? Play them both. Either one. Let them both play. I don't really care. They're going to be a competitive game versus the Vikings because guess what? Zimmer's on his way out. He doesn't care. Light him up. Kirk Cousins flash him out there. We need to trade him. Yeah. Kirk Wildcat offense coming. Only instead of a guy who can run the ball at quarterback, we're going to have two quarterbacks who can't move. <laughs> Anti-Wildcat, baby. <laughs> Call the <laughs> I think they're both just going to try and throw it and both trying to so, basically market their quarterbacks. All right, hold on. I would, but before we continue, for guys that just told me, you know, winning games, you know, it's not about stats and what teams look like. Kirk Cousins, you guys are like, oh, take him over Baker. Uh, Kirk Cousins, eight wins, ten wins, seven wins, seven wins with Minnesota. You know who the quarterback was right before Kirk Cousins got there and how many games he won? It was Case Keenum, the current backup Case for Keenum. the Browns, and he won 13 games and almost made the Super Bowl. 
Okay, those were different teams. That, that Case Keenum team had an elite defense. And, oh, I wasn't um, making the case for Case Keenum. He's currently uh, actually behind Baker to me. I'm with the Browns. He's a backup. Oh, okay, well, guess what? He's on my list. I'm all in on Case Keenum after he throws three touchdowns this weekend. 35-year-old Case Keenum next year. All right. All right, let, let's stop. That's enough of the Bears and Vikings game, a game that doesn't matter. <laughs> Real quick, if it did matter, I would totally agree with Connor, but the game doesn't matter, doesn't mean anything. Anything could happen. I'm out on it. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, let's see. We only have a couple more where we have picks. We'll go with uh, the Saints versus Atlanta. Uh, Connor, you got the under. I wanted to take New Orleans because I hate Atlanta. You know, a lot of Matt Ryan hate going on on this podcast. But uh, why do you have the under? I'm guessing it's more Matt Ryan hate. I hate Matt Ryan. End of story. There you go. Done. And he's writing down Matt Ryan on our list because, man, do I want him on the Browns. Honestly, hold up. I got to look up his dead cap number. But the Browns might be the only team in the league that like could be like, hey, we'll trade you Baker Mayfield for Matt Ryan and eat the dead caps. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what Matt Ryan's contract is. I have no idea how much longer it is on there. But I got to tell you, like, how, I don't know how many wins they have. I think they have, like, six wins this year. And any other quarterback, that team has two wins, maybe one, maybe zero. I'm just saying he, does, he's a, he somehow pulls out wins sometimes. His, sometimes. Sometimes. Until I bet him, and then he pulls out tons of big, fat L's. That's what happens. Uh, his, 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 his dead cap number is $40 million. That means the Falcons yeah, that's what I'm would pay him $40 million to leave. They're not doing that. No, so that, that's the one thing that, like, I know people are, like, looking at these next year cap, like, oh, my God, the Saints are screwed and stuff. NFL teams manipulate those contracts and restructure deals so much. Like, it really – I don't really think it matters that much. Carson Wentz, two years ago, we were like, oh, you can't move him. Look at all this dead cap. And look at that. Two years, or, uh, yeah, is it two years later? One year later? He's in the playoffs. You know, I don't know. Case also, New Orleans. With that team. Uh, New Orleans. Oh, yeah, he would. New Orleans, the last six weeks, 18 points, three points, nine points, nine points, 17 points, six points. Yeah, I'm definitely hitting the under on this guy because I think their defense is good. And guess what? Matt Ryan doesn't do great against, uh, you know, putting up points. He put up 15 last week versus the Bills. So this just smells like under. I watched some. Degrees, at 20 degrees, 20 mile an hour winds with snow in Buffalo. Yes, he, did, he can't throw the ball in that. With that being said. He can't throw the ball, period. So uh, <laughs> I hate yeah. him. Once again. When there's two bad teams playing, yes, I think the Saints are a bad team. They have a good defense. They have I, – I don't know what you're getting on offense from them. I can't believe they're even in this playoff conversation. And just when there's two bad teams, too much randomness happens. No idea what, how the game's going to go. I don't know who's going to win. Probably would bet the under if I had to, but I don't like betting with two bad teams. Yeah, so the Saints, like, their offense is productive until it has to score. They had like, four field Ooh. goals. They had four field goals last week. So they moved the ball. But it, it, it's that final, you know, 20, 30 yards. It's like, all right, well, we have Taysom Hill. No dynamic passing threat. They'll just stop, stop you know, they don't have to set their safeties back. They can just stack the box, stop uh, Elvin Kamara. Um, so yep. under is a great pick, though. 
But man, oh, it's also the Saints cost me in my Pick'em League. I was tied for first, and I had the Saints, and they were, uh, I had whoever they were playing to cover the spread. I think it was Carolina. It was a seven and a half point spread, and yeah. they won by eight. And the other guys had them, so I got. I'm down by two now, and I'm in third place. Um, anyways, let's keep going, just for the sake of time. Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. Connor, I'm guessing Pittsburgh sucks. Baltimore Pittsburgh sucks. sucks. <laughs> the fact you know, that the fact that big Big Ben's stat line last week was like forty six passes for one hundred and twenty three yards, and they scored twenty seven points, but seven of them was in the last like thirty seconds. I mean, come on, under it screams under. Oh, and then by the way, Lamar's not coming back. Dude's gonna be out. So, and they actually had a good defense last week versus the Rams. Now they were playing Stafford, but they held them to twenty points. So Stafford uh, held his team to 20 points. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, the Ravens playoff. The Ravens technically have a playoff shot, but they need the Jags to win, so they don't have a playoff shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last game. I have uh, Patriots versus Miami. I'm taking Patriots minus six and a half. This is more of I'm kind of forced to because I have an article to write and I don't trust the under. The funny thing is, the only reason I don't trust the under in this game at 40 is because I could see the Patriots doing what they've done the last couple weeks and putting up 50 and blowing a team out. Uh, but Miami, I think they got exposed last week when they played a real football team. Uh, they, uh, Connor actually took him in that game, if I remember correctly. And I had, and I I had to talk about this because this was our head-to-head, and Tua let me down. I'm back off the Tua train. Browns, nope, we don't want to either. You know, I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Don't put them on your list. So, uh, speaking wait. of two of letting you down, so I was in three championship games, one with this ridiculous like uh, scoring where like a good quarterback scores 70. I'm not kidding. Um, it's PPR besides that. It's but like a per completion for quarterbacks. Quarter point uh, for first down that they throw and like six points for a touchdown. Like, and so... I had to choose between Trey Lance, Taysom Hill, and Tua. And it's, so it's a point per completion. The other two, like running quarterbacks, it does not help at all. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so I was really close on these ones, and I would have taken Taysom Hill. But with two of those, I would have won. And with one of them, Phil helped me pick Tua. So <laughs> once again, Phil couldn't have been more wrong. The funny thing is, like, I, like the Tennessee crushed him. Like, they should have been throwing the ball, but this was the one game where Tua tried to throw the ball, and instead of completing 100 passes for 50 yards, he sucked. Like, yeah, what happened to 10, 10 throws to Waddle for 70 yards? No, nothing. I feel like this one was, like, it was, it was really bad. It was, like, 41-3 to three or something like that, but he scored, like, two rushing touchdowns late, and basically the Titans just, like, gave up, and it looked, like, way worse than it was. So but it was 17-3 to going into the fourth quarter. And then yeah. halfway through the fourth quarter, the Titans scored. And then they had a 40-yard rush with under two minutes remaining for a yeah. touchdown. Because I remember sitting here thinking to myself, like, Tua could cover here. Tua was getting three and a half here. Help me out, buddy. Just score once. Score <laughs> once and then get a two field goals or something. Jeez. Yeah, I, I expected much more from Tua, I'm not going to lie. He, he was 18 for 35. That's not Tua numbers. You know. so Tua is on my short list of quarterbacks I don't want over Baker. 
All right, I, I'm I'm in a different category. I want Tua over Baker, but um, it, it's just because like Tua and Baker are pretty equal to me, and I'd rather have the really fun name. What a stupid reason! <laughs> what a stupid reason! It was a joke, Connor. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, it was, te- oh. it was terrible. I'll give you that one. Oh, no, I loved Tua coming out of college, and then when I saw him throw a football and he couldn't get it ten yards downfield, I'm like, all right, I was wrong. All right. The fact that he hasn't thrown a touchdown of over 11 yards this year is just incredible. I mean, like, you do that by accident sometimes. And he throws deep balls, too. Um, I, the fact that believe. he got famous for a, a what, a 25-yard touchdown pass that was actually, like, from the pocket to the corner of the end zone, remember, against, uh, against Georgia in the championship, I think. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So... The fact that that's what he got famous for, and now he apparently can't do it anymore is a letdown. All right. Uh, we can speed round through these last ones because they are not helpful to anybody. I don't think anything is on the line except for some draft seeding, but who cares about that? Um, we'll start off Cincinnati versus Cleveland. This was a wonderful game the first time it happened. I bet against Connor, and I won that one too. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, for for the year, Connor and I, turns out, are a dead even 5-5, and and unfortunately, we'll have to wait till the playoffs to see if we disagree and settle that. I hope it's the Super Bowl that determines it. That'd be fantastic. But anyways... Put your pick to Dallas over Philly. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Cleveland... uh, I have Cleveland minus 6 marked as the home line. Is that right? Did I type that in wrong? Or are they favored because Joe Burrow's out? Joe Burrow's sitting, so I was thinking maybe that actually is legit. All right, uh, but anyways, I'm I'm going to watch this game as a Browns fan, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Literally just going to watch to see if Case Keenum can look like a functional quarterback. Yeah, it is, it is Browns minus six. I would rather have Brandon Allen and the six points if I had to pick a side. It's going to be 15 to nine. It's going to be a horrible <laughs> game, nothing but field goals. Oh, it's, it's going to suck. Oh, Go Browns. Browns are going to forget that they have Nick Chubb on their team again. I wouldn't even play him, man. I love a- that the, uh, the, the NFL storylines after that game were the, the Browns were trying to make Baker Mayfield look bad. And it's like, no, dude, he does that by himself. <laughs> I don't have to try. Exactly. All right, next up, we got Tennessee versus Houston. Uh, I think Tennessee technically needs a win but it's against Houston, and they lost this game already once, and there's like a rule you can't lose to a bad team twice in the same year. So I got Tennessee winning this one. The the line's 10.5. Uh, I wouldn't touch this, though, to bet on it, because Tennessee, what is it, Mike Vrabel's another one, just like Kyle Shanahan, plays to his coaches, or plays to his opponent. I said that. I said that. Me. I said that. Right now? Because I, I just said those words. I said it earlier this year. We all we, we, we say the same thing. We're right about it, so. I heard a comparison where they said, like, Rabel is the anti-Stefanski. So, like, uh, you probably only know this if you're in Cleveland, but Stefanski does a great job game planning. The first 12, 15 scripted plays look amazing. We start off every game good, and then he we don't make any adjustments. Uh, as, as soon as you come to, like, you know, playing the game, like, in real time, doesn't doesn't go well. Rabel's the exact opposite. He's a, He's a gamer. He knows how to play the game, and his team, like, they just win. And they, they do better as the game goes on. Every sing- I mean, 
They've done it. They're going to end up being they're getting the uh, buy. Nobody would have ever guessed that when Derrick Henry went out. I don't know. Uh, I like him. Yeah, Rabel's awesome. But I sent you guys a text this, I think, early this week when uh, the playoff seeding was coming out, how Tennessee is essentially the sixth best team in the AFC despite having the one seed. Um, how anti that thought are you guys? Or do you agree with it? Because, man, I, uh, there was a Twitter thread on it, and I posted saying uh, at the, everyone's arguments were Tennessee and the Chiefs are tied for best record or something like that. Tennessee beat them, therefore they deserve the best team. And I go, well, Tennessee also lost to Houston and Jacksonville or something like that. So wouldn't like a bad loss be worse than a good win? And uh, I got yelled at pretty bad for it. <laughs> yeah, no, and I agree with the people yelling at you. You cannot replace good wins. I mean, good wins, they're just momentum changers, you know. You can always shake off a bad loss. It, like nobody, you can always have that goldfish memory. I've been watching Ted Lasso recently. So, uh, <laughs> um, All right. But uh, the All big right. wins, they don't go away. All right, Connor, you go, and then I'll give you the math nerd side of this, and we can move on. Listen, man, this is the craziest job of coaching that I think every all of the above can be correct, meaning somehow Rabel has finessed his way into being able to be the number one seed. Do they, you have to look at them through the lens of, they get Derrick Henry back. And does that make you a legitimate one seed? It could. Reality says good defense and Derrick Henry and Tannehill being somewhat okay. Can you be a one seed with that and deserve it? Yeah. You looked at them up to this point. Yeah, they're definitely not a one seed. Okay, that that that, that, that was the argument. This this is Derrick Henry. We don't know if he's coming back. We'll, we're going to assume no. So that was the exactly. argument. All right, now, here's the math nerd side. You guys can scream. Don't argue with it. Anyways, beating, when you go against a good team, you assume it's about an even spread, right? So it's a coin flip game, 50-50. So if you lose, there's a 50% chance. If you win, there's a 50% chance. If you go against the Jags, you should win that game nine times out of ten. Therefore, if you don't, it's a 10% chance that that happens. That's a more extreme number than 50%. Therefore, you had a more extreme outcome. That's the math nerd side. Throw it aside. Crumble it up. I know. Give, give a dirty look. I don't think like that, and I don't agree with it. I, I, I personally just think Tennessee, um, they've gotten fortunate in some of their close wins. Give it to them. Good teams win those games. However, if I am picking a favorite pre-Derrick Henry coming back, it's got to be Kansas City in the AFC. So just wanted to let you guys know the little bit of math nerd theory. Everyone cares. <laughs> All right. I, I, would, I would somewhat agree with that, but I think there's a couple of other math things. Yeah, I, I was going to say there's a lot of other caveats to it, but that's just kind of high-level, simple, one-variable analysis. All right. Uh, Washington football team versus New York Giants. Spread is Giants are getting seven points at home. I don't care about Jake Fromm, Mike Glennon. This is one of those games where, like, Washington can suck. The Giants are just so bad. I honestly think Washington would probably be a good bet because that's how bad the Giants looked last game. Cooper Cup by himself has more fantasy points than every single uh, wide receiver on the New York Giants by himself. 
Yeah, yeah that's not a all joke. Right, that's real quick, joke. who are you insulting? <laughs> Daniel Jones, Mike Glennon, or the receivers? Everyone. <laughs> and Joe Judge, specifically, actually. Joe Judge and the offensive coordinator, and even more so, Dave Gettleman. Get him out. Get both of them out. I don't care what you say about Joe Judge coming out and saying, uh, my team, everyone wants to be here. We're great. This isn't a clown outfit. It is a clown outfit. You suck. You're not good. And uh, you're wasting Saquon Barkley. You're wasting Kenny Galladay. <laughs> like, you're bad. Ken, any thoughts? Um, it's okay to say no. <laughs> they got more out of the tr- of the Odell trade than we got when we got rid of him. So there's something. No, <laughs> I got nothing. Once again, I don't bet bad teams versus bad teams. I just don't care. Um, don't forget, you know, last week the Giants set a stunning number in their passing yards. Their net passing yards for that game was minus six. Minus six. Nice. <laughs> they showed all seventeen. Uh, uh, I saw all seventeen dropbacks for Mike Glennon myself it was in one tweet and it was hilarious it was like uh it was like incompletion 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 completion interception sack 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 interception completion uh uh sack sack uh incompletion like that was the that was it the whole game so bad all right we have the jags versus indy ken alluded to this earlier but it's a 15 point spread for Jacksonville at home, the total's 44. This, the, the first game between Jacksonville and Tennessee was actually pretty close, if I remember right. I think it came out to be a one-score game. And that is what I mean when I say the Colts aren't that kind of wow team that have that can blow you away. They rely on Jonathan Taylor. I could see this one being another, like, 20-7 to 7 game where the spread doesn't cover, but it feels like a comfortable uh, Colts victory. Colts have something to play for, too. And I don't know how draft position works for Jacksonville. They look pretty secure at the first pick. So my main thing with this is like, so the Colts, they're kind of right there with the charges for me where if, you know, Jonathan Taylor goes on a run, they got a good defense. Like if they beat a few teams in the playoffs, they made a run. Nobody would be surprised. Chargers. I think a little more, I I think if the Chargers won the AFC, people be like, Oh wow, that's crazy. But like, not shocked. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Colts are kind of like right there. Uh, Raiders aren't. But um, with that being said, 15 points. Like, and their defense, they, they know how to make bad teams look bad. But they can completely own a game and win 13 nothing. Uh, speaking so. of their defense, Darius Leonard, I picked him up my very first year in a dynasty league with IDP players. Uh, by the, was an all-pro that year, and I think he forces like a turnover game or something ridiculous this year absolute stud and somehow like he can just you know not just tackle but also force a fumble and recover it all by himself man's a freak south carolina state stand up that's where he went to, that's where he went to college <laughs> nobody at fcs school would even knows ladies you're absolutely right <laughs> all right green bay versus detroit Green, Detroit's only favored by three and or Detroit's a three and a half everyone, point home underdog. Everyone's sitting. Green, no, Green Bay said they're going to play their players, but I think it's only for like a quarter, and then they're going to sit. Aaron Rodgers will go in to extend his start streak. That's the dumbest thing ever. You had go get your surgery on your little pinky toe. Rest up for rest up for the playoffs. 
yeah, maybe you got to do some sort of streak with Devontae Adams or whatever. Go let Jordan Love go out there and embarrass himself and make everyone in Green Bay want you again. Come on. Let him go. See what he did against Kansas City. He sucked. You're good, Darren. Good job. You're great. We get it. All right. Jordan Love or Baker Mayfield? (laughs) You mean Deshaun Kaiser or Baker Mayfield? Yeah, Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah. They're the same player. <laughs> I, dude, I have not seen very much at all. I watched the full Kansas City game. He looked just, like, like so bad that he made, like, Baker look good because he actually – I'm serious. He, like – they he had so many three and outs. Like, he couldn't even move the ball. He got lucky on a couple of passes. I'm like, this is, this is your – this is your savior? Like, this is who you drafted? Utah State? Yeah. How's that working out? Um, I think Aaron Rodgers, in his first appearance, looked like a trash, too, if I'm right. Yeah, there's a, there's a little clip going around of being like, oh, this is the Aaron Rodgers Green Bay got. They're going to be in trouble for a while. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> there's, but there's a handful of things that, like, when you look at, like, if you, if you actually look at people first start, Look at confidence. Look at Andy Reid a defense. Like Trey Lance had some splash plays in his first start, right? It was week five. He threw a monster bomb, right? Like right out the gate. And everyone was like, my goodness. Then he completed like one or two passes the rest of the time. Okay. Jordan Love had like nothing. I think they scored like three points that day. It was like 10 to 3. It was a wild game from Kansas City and Bay. Yeah, Love didn't do any of that, and he couldn't read a defense. That's what you see. Like Justin Fields worries me because, and Trevor Lawrence worry me because of the way that they are looking, how they're losing flashes. But like, I didn't even see a splash from Love. Fields and Lawrence, yeah, you see why they're drafted that way. Freak athlete, cannon arms. Well, yeah, I was going to say you get the. Uh... You get the 40 or 50 yard air yard pass, right? And you see it and it just floats in the air and it looks beautiful. Even if it's not completed, you go, okay, you can work with that. You can, if you get a, off, a good offensive mind, you, you can refine what you got there. But yeah, I agree. Jordan Love didn't show any of that. And he, he still had Devontae Adams to throw to. So it's not, right. it's not like he didn't he have a good option. 14 times. Nobody's ever yeah. done that bad throwing to Devontae Adams 14 times. <laughs> Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers is the only one to throw. Him <laughs> Actually, there was Matt Flynn, probably. I don't know if uh, Devontae Adams. No. Was <laughs> All right, uh, Buffalo versus New York Jets. Yeah, that's a football game. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Did you guys see? Did you guys see both the Jets and no? Yeah, the Jets and the Giants are being sued by for six billion dollars by a Manhattan. Offer something like for what Manhattan for taking the name of New York and smearing it because <laughs> they both play in New Jersey. This is a real lawsuit. For anybody who is still listening at this point, go look it up. Six billion dollars. All right. So my question is: lawsuit. Would they be suing if the name was not in vain? AKA, if the Jets and the Giants were respectable franchises, this lawsuit wouldn't exist, right? <laughs> Hey, it's got, it can't be, it can't be. I, I I don't know. They're this is why right. don't deserve. 
this is what they, they're saying they don't deserve the name. 100% this is a, uh, we want to settle for like a million dollars and we're just going to jack it up and make it look silly. Um, yeah. Uh, Carolina versus Tampa Bay is our final game. Tampa Bay minus eight. The only thing, in, so I, Tampa Bay technically has to play because they're competing with the Rams for the two seed, I think. Um, if they don't value that, then I'm guessing Tom will sit. But I also think that they're just going to take care of their team, given that, you know, Antonio Brown changed careers and is now a stripper. And then they're already missing Chris Godwin. So they're, they want to just stay healthy and get into the playoffs, given Gronk's history. So, and, and, and you know, you don't want Brady to get hurt. Evans yeah. has been hurt, too. Um, so I guess they need to sit this one out. They need to sit this one out. I was going to say, so you, you might actually see value in Carolina because Sam Darnold's playing to prove that he can be a Cleveland Brown next year. I'm not wanting him either. I don't want him either. I, I admit it. I said before the season I wanted him, but and I wanted him pre-draft, but I was wrong. Sometimes you just got to okay. admit it. But not, or, acceptance is the first step. All right, so that's all the games. Uh, we can get into what we said. Uh, what was it? Uh, awards for the year. Well, we, we can go through those. Um, see who we would take at each. The obvious one, the most popular one going around right now is Baker Mayfield. Or, sorry, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> sorry, uh, Baker Mayfield just on my mind. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, can you give the MVP award to someone who isn't vaccinated? <laughs> What a I gotta say, oh my goodness, <laughs> so dumb. That clip of what his response was hilarious. Though. I didn't, and I didn't see. It. All I saw was he was just like, yeah, he's an idiot or something. He's right? a bum. No, he's like, you know, if you want to add another letter to it, make the mo- it, the most valuable vaccinated player be my guest. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's only mad because I'm not vaccinated. And then he just as he's he's just thinking, I was like, ah, oh, this guy's a bum, and clicks off. Dude is great. <laughs> All right. I was like, well, Aaron Rodgers is responsible for everything. Um, I pulled up the MVP odds and odds to things. If you guys are curious, um, if you click on my name and then the stream, you can actually see the list of players and Aaron. what their odds are. Um, so the nice one, the one I actually think is interesting. This is per DraftKings. Is Joe Burrow at plus one thousand because. The fact up there, yeah. Huh? Um, he wasn't there, you know, a few like two weeks ago. Yeah, I wish he was playing so he could smoke the Browns and gain more ground. But I honestly think he deserves it over Aaron Rodgers for the simple fact that if you look at what the teams accomplished given their preseason expectations, um, one hundred percent, it is Joe Burrow had a more impressive year than Aaron Rodgers. The one you could t- definitely make an argument for, and this would be solely because, you know, it's media that votes for this. It's not, these aren't players, these aren't coaches. Um, and so if they do want to keep it away from Aaron Rodgers, there are people who don't want to vote for him because of, you know, the, the way I want to entirely stay out of this whole like vaccinated, how he said it's a media lying. Or he didn't lie about it, he insinuated. But, of words. <laughs> yeah. You can't give it to Tom Brady. You can't. I don't think you can give it to another quarterback. There's, I don't think any quarterbacks played anywhere near as well as Aaron Rodgers has. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor is an interesting one. He, I mean, 
he you know, almost always your team's only as good as your quarterback. Not when uh, you're the Colts right now. They're completely avoiding Carson Wentz, and it's been working. Jonathan Taylor's numbers are right up there with all the, the previous uh, MVPs. Who are they? Like uh, LT, uh, Adrian Peterson. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Did I can't remember. Did Marshall Falk or Sean Alexander win one? I That's think what so. I was thinking. I think Sean Alexander won. Yeah, I think so, Peyton too. Peyton Manning didn't win the MVP that year, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, like, so you could definitely make the argument. The only problem is his last two weeks haven't been, you know, lighting everybody up. If he runs for, you know, 150 yards and three touchdowns, which is definitely in his wheelhouse against Jacksonville, I mean, that's, that's an interesting bet. Yep. Connor, any thoughts? I personally, I mean, I'm always impressed. I'm always impressed with wide receivers, but... <laughs> I was about to say, uh, we haven't said Cooper Cup. Yeah, uh, I actually would say put Cooper Cup on your list of Browns quarterbacks. <laughs> Go ahead and put him on there. I bet he could do it. Uh, actually, uh, um, a sneaky good pick for, Brown quarter, for Browns quarterbacks. Uh, people are going to think I'm crazy. Odell Beckham Jr. When he was throwing yeah. the ball, he was dropping dimes. I, I man, I, I like JT... I also just like being anti-whatever, you know, anti-Tom, anti-Aaron. I just get tired of hearing about those guys. I actually like Joe Burrow's stats, but in, uh, sometimes this is going to be a victim of what have you done for me lately, and if he's sitting this weekend, he doesn't get a last-chance-ditch effort to come in and impress. Mm-hmm. So if it's a non-quarterback, it's definitely JT. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's hands down, not even close. I think <laughs> I think these numbers are super interesting for, um, like, when you're talking about Joe Burrow. Herbert is in his second year. He's had very similar numbers. I think their wins, what, Herbert's one win behind mm-hmm. Burrow right now. Um, that, you know, play, you can make, definitely make the argument he plays in a harder division. Um, you know, but it's, it's that recency bias, and it's, uh, you know, two back-to-back two games that are just completely killing it. Uh, well, I think also, uh, I say it's back-to-back two important games against mm-hmm. I mean he, he killed the Ravens playoff hopes is what it looked like and then um if they lost they would they could have been playing the Browns for the or AFC North title so I, that's interesting yeah so it was like the two biggest games he showed up but moving on was it all him or was it partially Jamar Chase <laughs> for, <laughs> for a rookie of the year who absolutely this isn't even close Mac Jones, this isn't even like if they don't give it to Jamar Chase, they're stupid. Mac Jones had a three game or a three pass game. They were clearly avoiding him. Like that's not even a joke. They were not avoiding Mac Jones in that game. They were avoiding like forty mile an hour winds on like a freezing night. Don't care. Josh Allen. Josh Allen threw the ball like fifteen to twenty times. Mac but they Jones don't have a run offense besides Josh Allen. Like that's a huge right. part of it. I understand. I understand. Listen, are you a Belichick like just sympathizer? Oh my goodness! Seriously, like, hey, look, Belichick is super smart, and Phil and I were on that specific week, and we said if Belichick, Belichick was like two plays away of Josh Allen not making plays, we're looking like a complete idiot for not allowing Mac Jones to throw with the win. Just let him throw with the win. He was like two plays away because literally Josh Allen could not like get the ball in the end zone. He just threw it out the back. So the 
Stefan Diggs had the pass hit his forearms in the end zone. Oh, get in there. <laughs> my, my only thing is, uh, and kind of you're going to completely disagree with this with your background, but uh, I just uh, – wide receivers need someone to get them the ball. That's it. Like, they can be as good – they're only as good as their quarterback. There are studs all the time that play horribly just because they got people who cannot get them the ball. It happens. All right. All right. All right, yeah, yeah, all right. Let, me, let me rip that argument to shreds because your guy, Jonathan Taylor, who should, you know, be the MVP, if not one, it should 100% be Cooper Cup. Because if you're saying they're, they're dependent on someone else, running backs are way more dependent on way more people. You need multiple good blocks to look successful. Don't believe me? Ask Saquon Barkley. Okay. <laughs> They, those are two very different running backs. I, I, I see what you're saying, that, that does, that's a good point. But at the same time, uh, you can make the argument that Stafford is holding Cooper Cup back. Yeah, he Absolutely. is. He is. Cooper yeah, Cup should be playing quarterback. He you heard Connor. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, he is holding him back because he, he was, I mean, flat out. Like, it was, it was breakneck pace even, even with OBJ. OBJ's gone. Van Jefferson's better, and you know, we we never got to see, never got to see just Cooper Cup be the guy. Robert Woods got hurt the same exact time OBJ. I'm telling you, this dude would have just destroyed everything. It would have just had Devontae Adams. That, that, that's part of the point, though, is that you still got to get him the ball, like. Uh, there's still limitations there. Jonathan Taylor is regularly going against chicken in the box. Chicken egg. We're doing a chicken and egg argument right now. That's what we're doing. I know, and I think that a running back, you have less of a chicken and egg argument. It's just a little more clear. This is a media award. Uh, media loves quarterbacks. That, that's just, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, so, it, so, yeah you're, you're 100% right, but uh, you're, you're sounding ridiculous now that you're saying that a quarterback who's one person is less than a line who's five. It's just basic math. <laughs> put your money where. That's a good point. But also, you know, then if you want to make the argument, they're like, oh, best player in the league right now, hands down, go, go look at pro football focus. I know you love him. But Trent Williams is the best player. He's completely owning everybody, every single play. He's gotten beat, I think, twice all year, two plays. All right. But he's never going to win an MVP. And put your money where your mouth is. I'll take Jamar Chase. You take Mac Jones, and let's go. Well, the only – okay, another point I was getting to is if you take away Jamar Chase's game last week, Mac Jones has a chance. So those, those odds are pretty – I think they're pretty even, not so much anymore. Agreed. Yeah. All right. And also, yeah. uh, I, you know, getting back to what you originally said, Mac Jones, it's a system. It's the, it's the Patriots. I'm not voting for him because of that. Uh, all right, let's go on to Offensive Player of the Year. Um, it's Jonathan Taylor or Cooper Ooh. Cup. We actually have a competition here. Um, one, I am taking right. Cooper Cup, hands down. We just went through it. Cooper Cup gets to go – he does go one-on-one with people. Jonathan Taylor, when he looks good, does have to go, like, three-on-one because he has to break tackles and then beat safeties. But I think what Cooper Cup does to a defense is actually more impactful, and I'll always say that for wide receivers – um, and I think the fact that um, typically 
you've seen teams do it to like Kyle Pitts, who's the only receiver in Atlanta. And when there's, uh, I mean, they try, the Ravens did it to Devontae Adams, but you can take two or three guys and put them to one option uh, when, when they're a receiver. And Cooper Cup, you can't do that to. Uh, the Rams use him too smartly. He makes one or two guys miss, and their system is so brilliantly drawn up that if you zone him, he, they give him the options to sit wherever he wants. And if you man him, he is just too technical to shred it. Uh, so, Connor, you can support me real quick, and then we'll listen to Ken's garbage about how, uh, you know, five players who weigh 300 pounds is less than one <laughs> player who weighs 220. <laughs> I will only stay in the middle on this one. Only because Ken already made a good argument, which he's going to repeat, which is they are still the Colts, a playoff team, and they have literally taken the ball out of Wentz's hands. So, All right, hold up. For for that argument, random thought, it's a good move because you know your quarterback's Carson Wentz. If the Browns did that with Nick Chubb, we'd be a playoff team. Those are two different points. I'm just kidding. I just just saw a Baker Mayfield point again. And this is kind of like one of the points. I I love Nick Chubb. He's he's amazing. Jonathan Taylor is doing something that Nick Chubb didn't do this year. Couldn't do this year. He can do it next year maybe. But um, uh, that's the thing. If, If Stafford doesn't throw so many interceptions, you know, Stafford, if he threw the ball to Cooper Cup, 25 times. Jonathan Taylor gets the ball 25 times now. Easy. If he threw it to 20, Cooper Cup 25 times, I think Stafford wins this award hands down. But they don't. So, uh, Jonathan Taylor. All right. Uh, before we move on, for the sake of time, we won't keep arguing. Uh, but Debo Samuel, I think we all have to tip our hats off to him. He is absolutely phenomenal. He, gets, he just doesn't get enough touches to be deep enough considered. I am happy that he is listed. I completely forgot about him. But every time he gets the ball, it just looks fantastic, running or catching. The fact that you can just put him at running back and he looks amazing back there, yeah, no, yeah, not getting the credit he deserves. All right, comeback player of the year is the next one, if uh, it comes up. So we have Dak Prescott. I don't get how Joe Burrow is an MVP candidate, but Dak Prescott's more favored here. This is Dallas Bias. We need to pull together $25,000 right now to put on Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but Dak Prescott gets the, what's it? He'll get to play Saturday night maybe and get get some love. But this is a full Dallas is more popular than Joe Burrow, and you can't convince me. Uh, or Dallas is more popular than Cincinnati. Guys, this is free money for Joe Burrow right now. You really think it? I Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so Dak, when Dak Prescott... Dak has lost his team more games than Joe Burrow has. Dak There's no had a more severe injury than Joe Burrow did. I would argue I would that... I absolutely it argue against that. All right, no, 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 because Joe Burrow's happened and you couldn't see the bone. <laughs> I was going to say, the only thing about it... That, no, 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 that ankle injury for Dak looked worse Kicking here, uh, Joe Burrow had what you call an unhappy triad. Is actually like the like one of the nicknames for this injury. It's ACL, MCL, medial meniscus. He came back from this. I mean, quicker than uh, it's a it's a similar injury to Teddy Bridgewater, and it you know destroyed Bridgewater's career. 
Um, yeah, playing in Denver right now, that's destroyed. And um, no, I, I don't know, man. The, the ankle injury, Dak, Joe Burrow's just been better. I mean, that's all there is to it. Um, I agree. There was something I was going to say. Oh, Ken, important. In Madden, there used to be an injury where you tore your PCL. Now, as a child, I thought that meant penis cartridge layer. Can you yes. <laughs> clarify that that is, yeah. is that not what that means? Posterior dingus. <laughs> Posterior cruciate ligament. Yes. Okay. So. So you're right. I I knew like like after you know three years of thinking that I think it's hilarious every time my players tore their PCL I'm like that can't be right they wouldn't put that in the Madden game. I also always wanted them to put like a suspension for like you know getting like doing drugs or street racing <laughs> or something just because it happens in the NFL. All right, let's get really, the coach of the year. Just talking about injuries real quick. Uh, whatever Cam Akers is doing is amazing. Be saying ahead of schedule is not even close to describing where he's at. Um, can't believe what he's doing. I mean, if he plays any meaningful snaps this year, it's incredible. All right, last up, coach of the year. Um, I don't understand this. Zach Taylor is over-respected. He has cost his team more victories oh. than I like than Mike Rabel or Matt LaFleur. Uh, I think Zach Taylor, it took him, if they ran the offense they should have, given their personnel, Joe Burrow would have 50 touchdowns and like five and over 5,000 yards. Instead, they waited till ball, the Baltimore and K Kansas City game to be like, oh, Joe Burrow, you're really good at football. Throw the ball as much as you like. Uh, and we have great receivers. But instead, they ran the ball, pounded it with Mixon, and didn't and played behind a terrible offensive line. Mike Rabel has done way more with way less. The fact I, I didn't. Hmm. Sorry, I didn't know we were talking about this, but uh, earlier or like the this award. But uh, yeah, we already talked about Rabel's the man. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nick Sirianni is an interesting name too. I agree, Connor. Any thoughts? The fact that you just said all that about Zach Taylor and you didn't mention Nick Sirianni in the exact same vein. All right, no. Dude took um, like half the season to figure out that he had Miles Sanders on. All right, but look at the playoff look at look at the odds. He's 35 to 1 compared to Zach Taylor who's the favorite. So yeah. that that's the reason I kind of just ignored him. <laughs> I mean, saying, "Oh, maybe Hurts shouldn't throw the ball." Um, I guess it is a little more common sense, but it's more the fact that they switched everything they were doing midseason, and it works so well. Um, <laughs> when when you rip me. apart your game plan and you're more successful, that's not a good sign. <laughs> or it's a sign of brilliance, and um, where's Stefanski on here? The back-to-back -back is going to happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that covers all the award. Uh, where's D Defensive Player of the Year isn't here somewhere? Um, but... I think, um, who is it? J.J. Watt pretty much has that thing wrapped up, I think. T.J. Yeah, T.J. Watt has it wrapped up. Uh, I think it should go to Aaron Donald, but who cares about defense? All right, Ken, let's go through. Who are the quarterbacks we have listed as Baker Mayfield's replacements? All right, so uh, we got Garner Minshew, uh, Taylor Heineke, Brian Fitzmagic, Jimmy G., uh, Kirk Cousins, then uh, Dark Horses are Case Keenum and Matt Ryan. Um, all right, before we go, I think it's safe to say I wouldn't take any rookie over in this draft class over Baker Mayfield. 
Is that fair? That concur. I think it would be the only one that I would think. Of. You're not going to get him. Oh, but you won't get him. That's fine. Yeah. Um. So I'm just going to look up NFL quarterbacks. I don't know who else would be available this year or even worth considering. But of the other starters, Slim Pickens, Jimmy yeah. G. Let's uh, let's throw out Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Uh, those right. are pipe dreams, never gonna happen. That's why you're not. Concerned. Oh, okay. Let's let's get this out there because it's come up way too often. Tyler Huntley, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I've seen that name way too much in our family group chat. Oh my god, it's so bad. Tyler Huntley, no way. Um, I'm not counting any rookies. I think we've we've covered pretty much everyone that is borderline close. Connor, if you had your pick of those quarterbacks. Oh, lastly, Jalen Hurts. I do think he becomes available. I think um, the Eagles go make try to make a big move or are aggressive and try to draft a high guy. They have they have yeah that guy who led them to the playoffs unexpectedly. They're going to get rid of get out of here. Uh, yeah, they don't want him. They want a quarterback that can throw. Telling you right now, they also have the draft capital for it. They've been building to this for the last couple years. Book it. To, to get who though? The Minshew. They have Minshew as a backup. You get Pickett, you're all set. Minshew wins the next three years. Pickett wins you after that. <laughs> nah. One Picking second. Jimmy G. By the way, uh, I, had pipe, I had a pipe dream of this. Uh, I at work and I were talking about her cousins. You get a one year deal. You get him to finish out his whatever, finish out his uh, contract. Take him. Minnesota's pay, paying most of his contract. You get him to come over here and give you a one-year trade, a one-year tryout, I should say. 23 class for QBs is loaded. Basically say, hey, you can be a tryout to become uh, Alex Smith of the next two or three years. Or you suck, and we're drafting your back, your next guy, anyways, because they're going to draft Garrett Wilson, or they're going to draft the kid from USC, or they're going to draft Jamison Williams. They're going to draft a stud wide receiver. That guy. So, our cousins knows how to develop a wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. Jarvis Landry's out. You're going to have DPJ will probably stay. I think you give him a shot. He already has – he knows how the offense works because he's had Dalvin Cook. Give the ball to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. He got a good defense. I don't think there's that much broken in England. Oh, really? <laughs> I have a group chat for you. You can join this group chat, yeah. <laughs> so, um, All day today, I, it was, it's got to be at least 100, 200 messages of just, the Browns are broken. Get rid of Stefanski. Get rid of everything. But keep Baker. <laughs> that was one person everyone else was get rid of everything or, or keep everything get rid of baker it's hilarious interesting if i had my choice uh and this comes from a man who loves ryan fitzpatrick man uh it's gotta be jimmy g i would say jimmy g one kirk cousins two. all right you, you guys are gonna think i'm crazy i'm sticking with baker for a year I think that that's the most likely thing that happens. I think you know, if you made the bet. Okay, so so if I had to pick someone else, then if 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 that's not crazy, it's if that's not crazy, I got I got Jalen Hurts coming in. We're running the read option offense. 
Try one more time. Try someone on this list. Um, we, we we worked extensively on this list. All right, Fitzmagic. <laughs> Fitz Fitzpatrick is going someplace else. Um, he he's not what the Browns want. Uh, who's on the list? You guys didn't learn from the Jake DeLome situation. You guys remember that debacle? Yeah. It, yeah, that it, one was a good one. He's only bad for two games. So, I like, I can see the Browns up, doing a Jimmy G thing. Washed up Jake DeLome. Yeah, I. I I think it's Jimmy G is like the most sensible option because what you're trying to do is have a quarterback who can't, who won't screw it up. And Jimmy G proved in San Fran that he can do that. Um, but I don't want him. If I could do anybody, I would say Matt Ryan and say he's worth $40 million. And I know you hate I'll him. I'll take Kirk Cousins. I will take Kirk Cousins over Matt Ryan. I will put that in right. I don't think he's leaving Minnesota. So. You just said pipe dreams. I'll take Kirk Cousins oh, okay. over Matt Ryan. All right, fine. Of the best, the best quarterback is Kirk Cousins, and I'm happy to lose in the uh, second round of the playoffs. All right, we'll call that. Thank quiz. you, guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll call that. Crazy here. All right, we're out. Goodbye, everyone. See you guys next Thursday. <laughs>